Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'm sorry, did we win five of our last seven? Zaka is on a roll? What is going on in New Jersey? We have a lot to discuss, including why can they not clear the damn puck? Okay, buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the hockey writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 12.49 a.m. Eastern Time, May the 5th, 2021 at the time of this recording. And guys, I'm actually going to record an episode a few hours later because I have stuff to do Friday night. So... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grinding for you guys to get these episodes out and provide you guys with the latest news on the New Jersey Devils. And guys, the season is officially winding down for New Jersey. We only have a few more games left. And quite honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do without them playing any games. I guess I got to cover some of the playoff teams. I guess I got to cover what's going on in the NHL because they only have two games left on the docket. They have a game... Uh, tomorrow, and then they have a game on Monday against the Flyers. So my last post-game analysis will come on Tuesday's episode. So be prepared for that, and hopefully I can do something a little special for you guys. But anyway, if you hadn't checked out the last episode, guys, this is episode 201. I celebrated my 200th episode with the Locked On Podcast Network, and I brought in NWHL player Soroya Tinker, who plays for the Metropolitan Riveters, and she came on and had an open hockey discussion. You guys seem to love it. I thank Soroya. I thank the NWHL. I thank uh, the Metropolitan Riveters, and keep tabs on them for this season. Let's uh, support the uh, Women's Professional League. And overall, it was a great discussion. I loved every single ounce of it. 200 freaking episodes, guys. Who would have thunk? I I don't know if I would have thought that because, quite honestly, I didn't know how many episodes I would last. But 200 episodes and I'm still here. Let's make another great 200 episodes. So, like I told you guys, without you guys, there is no show. So, Soroya, thank you for coming out onto the show. And thank you for being an inspiration in the hockey community. So, Give that a listen. It is worth the listen. Trust me. So anyway, let's talk about the now for the New Jersey Devils because they won once again. They have won for the fifth time in seven games and it came at the hands of the New York Islanders. So guys, I don't know what's happening for the New Jersey Devils right now, but it seems like we got off to a great start to the season and we are going out with a bang, I guess, just overall, just to get some momentum going our way and just head in the right positive direction. And I'm all here for that. So you know what? I'm liking what the Devils are doing right now hopefully we can win the next two games so obviously like I said we got the Islanders one more time and then we got the Flyers and I think they are both winnable games because the Islanders have been struggling a little bit I think we all know that they're on a three-game losing streak they're in last place in terms of playoff seating for the Mass Mutual East Division and I believe Gil Martin of Lockdown Islanders informed saying that barring anything you know miraculous or barring anything you know spectacular happening the Islanders now cannot get home ice advantage I think they are a lock for that fourth seed 
in the East Division. So, you know, for funsies, I know the Devils are out of the playoffs. I know, you know, you guys know where we're standing. All playoff teams are a lock in the East Division. There's still a few other teams that are still trying to clinch that final playoff spot in their respective divisions. But let's look at the standing, shall we? This is what we do every episode. So the Penguins are atop of the division. Uh, they are 36-16-3 with 75 points. The Capitals are 34-14-5 with 73 points. The Bruins are 32-14-7 with 71 points. The Islanders are 31-17-6 with 68 points. The Rangers 26-23-6 with 58 points. The Flyers are 23-23-7 with 53 points. The Devils are 19-28-7 with 45 points. And the Sabres are 15-33-7 with 37 points. So uh, for the New Jersey Devils, we cannot improve. But at the same time, uh, we can't decline either. So we're stuck in neutral right now. But uh, overall for what's happening for the New York Islanders, I don't know what they're uh, doing right now. You really need to get your act together because you cannot have this sort of momentum going into the playoffs. I know they're trying to shake things up. I know they're trying to rest certain guys and just overall just, I guess, change up their scheme just a little bit and do some experimental runs. But overall for the New York Islanders, I don't think that's the momentum you want heading into the playoffs. And you know what? I don't think they're going to be favorites anymore because, um, you know, after that Paul Mary and Zajac trade, which, by the way, we will talk about later in this episode, you know, a lot of people, including myself, were picking the Islanders to possibly win it all for the Stanley Cup Finals. And remember, uh, we do get a benefit if they end up going to the Stanley Cup Finals um, in terms of the draft pick that they sent us. But overall, for the Islanders right now, I don't think they're looking too favorable. In fact, after that Paul Barron Zajac trade, it just seems like they never really improved. It seemed like they were always stuck in neutral because in their last 10 games, they are 4-4-2. So, you know, I don't know what's going on with the Islanders right now, but Overall, uh, let me know what you guys think. They don't really look too good after that Paul Marion Zajac trade, but albeit I'm sure they were just trying to incorporate two big name players into the rotation and just trying to get them comfortable, I guess. But overall, you know, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from New York, so I'm not really picking them to be the favorites out of the Mass Mutual East Division standpoint. So, you know, there's that. But the Penguins have been a huge surprise, and, you know, I, I didn't think that they would, you know, be first in the East Division. I thought that they would be like a middle of the pack or, you know, just one of those teams that barely locks it because didn't they get off to a slow start to begin the season as well? And I know the Devils handled them pretty well in our first few matchups against them after our COVID break. But anyway, that's a discussion for another time. Let's get back to this specific game for the New Jersey Devils. So like I mentioned or hinted towards a few seconds ago, I talked about a reunion for the New Jersey Devils between Paul Mary, Zay Jack, and the Devils organization. Andy Green did not play in this game, unfortunately. He was ruled out, so it wasn't a full-blown reunion, but it was still nice to see uh, Zay Jack and Paul Mary once again. And I don't know about you guys, but while I'm listening to the broadcast and I'm listening to uh, the names of Zay Jack and Paul Mary being called, I, I, I'm still trying to get accustomed to it because I'm like, oh, wait, what are they doing for the Devils? Oh, wait, 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 they're for the Islanders. They're for the Islanders, Islanders. But, you know, it's a, it's a little um, weird, but at the same time, it's something we'll get used to. But overall for the New Jersey Devils, it was a hard-fought game. And guys, I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but let's face it, our 5-on-5 five five has not been the best brand of hockey the last few games. We are getting hella lucky, as I've been mentioning, because... If, if you guys remember, and I especially saw this um, towards like the final minute or so in the game, you know, the New Jersey Devils, they just didn't look like a collective unit and it just looked like they were in complete disarray. But, you know, if you guys need some proof, Mackenzie Blackwood, he had to face 33 shots and fortunately he was able to save 32 of them because like I said, we won two to one. But 
overall, you know, uh, we need to clean that up just a little bit better because we continue to get outshot, but yet we still end up to find uh, a way to win because I, I, it did come back to bite us because in, I believe, game one of two against the Boston Bruins, we got outshot and then we ended up getting shut out by them. But then in the very next game, we also end up getting outshot by them, but we ended up winning the game because we got hella lucky. So, you know, I, I, there's that. So I've been complaining, saying Lady Luck doesn't like to dance with the Devils in red, but overall, we're catching a few big, big time breaks. So I just want to put that out there. Not trying to take anything away from the New Jersey Devils, but I'm just saying this is not their best brand of hockey, if we, if we can admit it. It's like mediocre kind of thing. And I think we can all, you know, face the music and just be bold enough to just admit that we can play a little bit better. But hey, that's what we need to do in the offseason. So uh, I actually tweeted this out. So towards the end of the game, I know I'm skipping ahead right now, but I just want to address this before it gets too late in the episode. So within the final 90 second frames of the game, so obviously the Islanders, they pull Varlamov off the rink to get the extra attacker and they're passing the puck around in their attacking zone, which is the devil's defending zone. It just looked like the Islanders were just passing the puck around getting shots near the crease. At some point, my heart was beating a mile a minute. Like, it was going really fast because I'm like, Devils, clear the puck. Like, just get it down to the other side of the rink. Try to get the empty netter. Do something. Like, this cannot continue to happen because poor Mackenzie Blackwood, he's looking very vulnerable and very scared. Like, he has to make a couple nice saves. Thank the Lord he was able to do so and keep his composure. And I think at the very last uh, second, we were able to, I believe we iced the puck as a result of this. But overall, it was just like we need to get the empty netter and it's not just the empty netter it seems like I've been seeing this a lot during the season of the New Jersey Devils and this is what they need to work on during the offseason obviously I don't think this will be a big priority because this is more fundamental but they have to work on clearing the zone a little bit better in these types of situations including like penalty kill or overtime or uh, you know, trying to get the empty net or whatever the case might be, you need to clear it uh, better because when you're letting the Islanders pass the puck around and getting deep into the crease and overall just you know passing it around and giving it deep into the slot area, you're leaving Mackenzie Blackwood very vulnerable. That's how you lost against the Flyers, and that's how you uh, allowed what two goals within 90 seconds, and then you end up losing in a shootout. That cannot happen. So the Devils very, very realistically could have won like six of their last seven or been on like. Uh, I don't know how many game win streak, like a five game win streak at the time, but no, they, they blew it within that 90 second frame because they didn't know how to clear the puck and they looked like a deer in headlights. They lost their aggression and that cannot happen. So, you know, albeit this is what I'm talking about. Our five on five, not looking really good. Albeit this is not really a five on five scenario because, you know, like I said, the uh, Islanders got the extra attacker, but even with the extra attacker, I expect you to like, you know, poke, check the puck away, you know, clear it down to the other side of the ring, get the empty netter. Why can't we get empty? netters why do we always suck in ot why do we suck in the penalty kill we don't know how to clear the puck it's been an issue since like the first uh week or so and that's a problem that i'm having with new jersey which is i'm glad that we won but improvements like this like can go a long way because i couldn't tell you the amount of games that we potentially could have won if our penalty kill was better or maybe if we didn't choke in the last you know period or so things could have gone our way but we just didn't know how to play five on five. We didn't know how to clear the puck. We didn't know how to do this, that, or a third. So that's the main problem I'm having with New Jersey right now, which is we've lost a lot of winnable games by not just playing aggressive. We just lost a lot of winnable games by not clearing the puck. 
we lost a lot of winnable games by not helping out Mackenzie Blackwood. Albeit Mackenzie Blackwood is not having his best season. I do admit that. But overall, I think we could do better in that regard. So that's my overall opinion for this episode, which is I'm glad the Devils won, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done, albeit we are a young team. So I think Lindy Ruff is doing a great job with the young guys. We've had a lot of successful uh, NHL debuts or Devils debuts, whatever the case might be. But, you know, overall, I just think the Devils can do better in terms of just teaching the fundamentals of clearing the puck. Because I can tell you guys, if we learn how to do that, I'd say we have five extra wins, in my opinion, if we just did those simple things. So, obviously, I'm talking about games in the beginning of the year or our more recent game against the Flyers that went into a shootout. I, I, I'm thinking from the top of my head, three winnable games in that regard. If we would have just done better in the penalty kill or done better within the final 90 seconds when uh, a team brings out an extra attacker. But overall, that's my opinion. And uh, that's for you guys to decide. So let me know what you guys think. But it's time for the first live read this morning. And trust me, it's going to be a long day of live reads because we have four. So this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platforms made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting Locker Rooms for Locked On. I just hosted one uh, last night, and I talked about the Tom Wilson ordeal, which we will discuss in a future episode, so keep an ear out. So Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have the chance to be featured on Locked On Devils podcast through Locker Room Conversations. Be sure to join me when I go live. I always tweet those out. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS apps. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at TreyMat4 or Locked On Devils to get notified when my Locker Room goes live. And I don't want you to miss out. I'm planning to do one every week and you know what i love having that discussion with you guys i usually keep my room open for about 30 minutes so you can come and talk to me and overall you can give me your opinions on what do you think the devils need to improve upon because i already gave you guys my opinion which is they need to improve upon clearing the puck a little bit better and just playing fundamentals uh a little bit better so you know that's my opinion let me know what you guys think so the second live read comes from built bar so did you know that built bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor when you talk about built bar they're definitely passionate about their favorites if you don't know what built bar flavors are well you're missing out they have coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie peanut butter brownie double chocolate salted caramel so there's something for everyone know what my favorite is I love coconut because I just love coconut and chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each and the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar's best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. A couple of other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. So go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com before Mother's Day. You know, you might want to give your mother some Bilt Bars. I think she might like it. But anyway, back to the Devils and the Islanders game. So this game was really intense for the New Jersey Devils. But there's someone I need to talk about more. And I've been talking a lot about him in the last couple of episodes. And that is Pavel Zaka. Because Zaka has been on a tear the last few games. 
Guys, remember last year when he caught lightning in a bottle within our final, like, what, 10 or so games, and he was just getting all these points, all these goals, and overall, you know, he was doing well? Well, guys, he's already tops his point totals. Like, he has a new career high in points with 34. In 48 games played, he has 16 goals, 18 assists. He, he, he's already up there, guys. He's topped it. What did I tell you guys a couple episodes ago? I predicted that. I said he is going to top his career high this season. And if he was playing in more games, if it was like an 80-game season and he played in like 70 of them, then his numbers would be much higher. And honestly, I predict that Pavel Zaka, because he had to wear the alternate captain role for today's game as a substitute uh, for Miles Wood, but I predict, here are my captains for next year, and we'll talk more about them in a full-fledged episode, but I think Nico Heizer will be, obviously, the head captain, and the two alternate captains will be Jack Hughes and Pavel Zaka. I will provide more information in a future episode as to why I believe that. But anyway, for Pavel Zaka, here's what I want to focus on in this episode. He has been on a tear the last few games, like I told you guys. So, uh, in the last game against the Islanders, he has one goal. Uh, Against the Boston Bruins, two goals. And then on April 29th against the Flyers, one goal, one assist for a grand total of two points. And then he did the same thing a couple days ago against the Flyers. So he's been on a roll the last few games this season for the New Jersey Devils. And it's really exciting to see because a lot of people were giving him a lot of crap to begin the year because he kind of got off to a slow start. So to give you guys some reference of how slow a start he was getting off to. So, you know, in, in the Boston Bruins uh, series, he did absolutely nothing. He had a plus minus of negative one. Against the Rangers, nothing. Islanders, nothing. Uh, he didn't get his first goal until January 24th against the Islanders. And even then, it was like here and there. So, like, there were a few stretches. There were like or like six or so games or uh, no, no, like six, eight some, or however many games where he wasn't scoring a goal. So he was very inconsistent to start the year. So once uh, the year started to roll along, he started to get hot. So this is a consistent trend that I'm seeing with Pavel Zaka. It seems like once he gets more comfortable in the system and once he gets more comfortable within uh, just his style of play and his line mates, then he does really well. So for Pavel Zaka, I think he's gotten used to Lindy Ruff's system. So obviously when you get a new coach, and this is like, you know, the third coach in the past two or so years for the New Jersey Devils, it's going to take some time to get used to. And obviously we've seen a lot of players just uh, thrive in Lindy Ruff's system. Like we see a lot of the young guys thriving, but we've seen a lot of guys who were here last year, like Nikita Gusev, Sammy Vatanen, who didn't really do too well in a rough system. And ultimately they were given the boot out of New Jersey. Lindy Ruff did not really like them. So he was like to the front office, get rid of them. So overall, uh, I think Pavel Zaka has really come into fruition in this type of system for Lindy Ruff. And I love to see this. I love the effort from Pavel Zaka and not only just Zaka, I have to admit something where I was wrong. So uh, if you guys remember, when Nico Heizer was coming back from injury, I said that Heizer should move down to the third line in order to get his feet underneath him, to get better reps, to do better in terms of play and production. So that way, you know, we're easing him back into uh, the major roles that he deserves. I was wrong. They inserted him right back into where he uh, left off, which was the second line. And he was paired with Zaka and Brat. And this game, Brat had an assist, uh, the main assist for Zaka's goal, and Heizer helped him out. It was a weird goal because it looked like, um, so Heizer was, got control of the puck in the near side corner, uh, in the attacking zone for the Devils, and it then looked like Brock just jammed it over to Zaka, and Zaka was able to score it. But anyway, I don't care how the goal goes in, just as long as they score it. So overall, I was really happy what I saw from Zaka, 
and uh, Zaka has just been on a tear the last few games, and he's been with this organization since 2015, so he's been with us, uh, you know, enough times, and like I said, I fully expect him to keep that A on his chest, like, I know it's temporary for this game because he had to cover for Miles Wood, but I fully expect, this is my prediction, Pavel Zaka will be one of the alternate captains next season, along with Jack Hughes, with Nico Heizer as the head captain, in my opinion. Because with what Zaka has been doing the past couple years, just catching lightning in a bottle, already topping his career high in points in like 20 less games than last season, and he's already doubled his goals in just one season as well, and his assists aren't really far off either, but who cares? He already has his career high in points. Like, uh, prior to this season, his career high in points was just last season, 32. And now he already has 34, and we have two more games left in the regular season. So I fully expect him to get at least maybe a point or two, you know, throughout those next two games. So overall for Pavel Zaka, I'm really proud of what he's been able to do. And I think you guys should owe him an apology. So for any of you who are giving crap about Zaka, your apology needs to be just as loud as your hate. And I love what Zaka is doing. And I fully expect for him to be even better next season, which is why I expect him to be a captain next year. In my opinion, you can come at me all you want. You know, I got someone asking me, like, you know, what about Severson? And I said, I like Severson, but I think he is better suited for more of the backup captain kind of role. You know, similar to what, like, uh, Subban was this season or, like, what Zaka was, which is, like, you know, if there's a captain scratched or whatever the case might be, you sub in. Like, that's next man up. So, honestly, that's just my opinion. But overall, you know, that that's what I believe. I think Zaka deserves to be captain next year. So, uh, you know, uh, I'll talk more about that in a future episode. But it's time for the third live read this morning. And it comes from Wealthfront. This goes out to all of my entrepreneurs out there. So, investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. You have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified Low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is entrusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you could go get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Once again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Okay, my next one goes to BetOnline.ag, and this is the final live read this morning. Remember to gamble responsibly. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Once again, no pun intended, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Uh, Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NHL, NBA, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to check out our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs or predictions. So, 
Uh, for this game for the New Jersey Devils, we talked about the main factors, which is stuff they still need to work on. And overall, this wasn't, you know, the cleanest win, but it's a win regardless. So that's just what I'm happy for New Jersey. We've won five of our last seven. And overall, just uh, the effort is there. And I guess we're just going out with this season with a bang. And, you know, I guess we got off to a good start of the season and we're just trying to end it on a high note. And uh, overall for New Jersey, yeah, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. So develop the kid line, which is Hughes, Quokinen, and Sharon Govich. And then you uh, develop the captain line as well with Brat, Zaka, and Heizer. And obviously those are going to be your two main candidates for next year as well. We'll talk more about their young organization and their young players and who I'm excited for and who I'm, you know, on the fence about. But Overall, I'm liking what I'm seeing from New Jersey right now in terms of their top two lines. I think they're heading in the right direction. They have a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to see this. And speaking of Sharon Govich, you guys know I am a big Sharon Govich kind of guy. So I have to share you this fact. Igor Sharon Govich with 16 goals, 13 assists for a grand total of 29 points in 51 games played. He has become the fifth rookie in New Jersey Devils franchise history and first since 1995 and 1996 to score 17 goals in 52 or fewer games. So my favorite player is already making history. There we go. And how how high would those numbers be? Like, I was talking about this with Zaka just a few minutes ago. How high would those numbers potentially be if he was playing in like 70 or something games? Quite honestly, that's what I'm excited for next season once he gets more opportunities, once he gets more reps, because that's what I'm looking forward to, because he just needs those uh, opportunities to just thrive. Is it a one-shot deal? Is he going to be a one-trick pony? I have no idea, but I can assure you guys, I love the kid line, and I specifically love Sharon Govich, then Hughes, and then Quokinen in that specific order. So let's compare stats, and then I'll give you guys my final verdict on this game. So shots on goal differential, 33-25 to in favor of the Islanders. So Devils, you know, we were there competing with them, but we still got outshot, and, you know, that's a result of just our 5-on-5 not being the best, but overall, we're improving. Uh, Power play opportunities, 0-for-1 for for the Devils, 0-for-2 for the Islanders. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm saying that the Devils are doing a little bit better in their penalty kills so you know there's that and I I guess there's an improvement of just trying to waste time and clear the puck and whatever the case might be and then obviously hits 33 to 16 in favor of the Islanders blocks 24 to 19 in favor of the Devils giveaways Devils led in that respective category 9 to 5 overall my final verdict of this game for the New Jersey Devils is a B plus because Albeit they did get off to a good start by leading one to nothing. They did better in their penalty kills, but overall there's still some stuff they need to work on. And I already touched on this in this specific episode, and I don't want to rant about it anymore. Uh, obviously, I talked about the improvement from Zaka and what he's been doing this season. Sharon Govich is just amazing. And overall, I think the Devils are a slept-on team, and I think they have a lot of promise going into next year, and they're just trying to go out with a bang, and they're just trying to put the league on notice. And you know what? We're playing spoiler right now still. Like, we're ruining uh, the Islanders' uh, seeding right now by beating them. So let's uh, sweep them in the next game tomorrow. And let's just ruin this homecoming for Paul Mary and Zajac. But no offense to them. But albeit, I don't think it's actually a homecoming because they're not playing at the Prudential Center. But overall, it's just uh, still, you know, fun to watch. But yeah, B-plus for the New Jersey Devils because we've won five of our last seven. I'm happy about that. Zaka has been playing well. He's on fire right now. A lot of positive takeaways from the New Jersey Devils in this game. And I'm really satisfied. And they're on a roll right now, guys, even if we're getting hella lucky. So uh, yeah, that's my final opinion on the game for the New Jersey Devils. 
Devils and the New York Islanders. So let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils' Twitter page. Give me a follow, give me a tweet, and thank you guys for 200 episodes, and let's make another 200 episodes great. So continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.